Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Co Show. My name is Mason Coe. I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Coe. And um, before we started really diving into the, into today's episode, we decided, you know, maybe we'd shout out a few local businesses that we like uh, during these troubling times. Um, what, what's yours? So there's a, you know, many of you watching this, if you live around the Mill Creek area, you're, you've heard of the Twisted Lime. You've probably been there for happy hour. And of course, like, like a lot of businesses, they're shut down right now, but they are doing to-go orders. So if you have a place that you like, you know, go go hit them up for some to-go orders to keep them in business. Um, Twisted Lime is awesome. So if you live around here, get a to-go order. And on Monday, next week, mm-hmm. you can pick up freaking margaritas there. Okay, to-go that's margaritas. Kind of that's kind of nuts. Why has this not been a thing for my whole life, to-go margaritas? Mm, yeah, I hell? mean... The whole drinking and driving thing, you know, maybe a little bit of a concern. Well, but. I'm only going to drink half of it on the way home. Like, what's the big deal? No, I'm just kidding, um, Governor. I'm just kidding. Don't change the rule now. Yeah, he's listening. He's listening. Um, so, but they, you know, they have a lot of great food there. Uh, if you like Hawaiian stuff, they've got Loco Moco and Huli Bowls. And then they have all your typical uh, bar food, burgers, wings. Um, they have a, just, it's all really good. They've been around for a while because they're really good. When they reopen, don't go there for happy hour because I want to get a table. So don't order now, but don't <laughs> go there for happy hour later. So they're awesome. So guys hit them. If you, if you live around here, you've been there, hit them up, get some to go stuff. They're awesome. For sure, and um, the one I would like to shout out is Ty Rhapsody in Mill Creek, right across from LA Fitness in the town center. Um, just delicious Thai food. Uh, Thai food is probably my favorite type of food. Um, I love, obviously, the Pad Thai. I mean, just the classic. They've got great, uh, what is it, garlic chicken? Crispy garlic crispy chicken. Crispy garlic chicken is super good. Pad CU, um, curry, all that business. Super good. Definitely go hit them up. They do takeout right now, too. Uh, obviously, you can't uh, sit in there and eat, but you can call and do takeout. So definitely go check them out for sure. Um, yeah, so well, hopefully, I think, yeah, we'll do, we'll each have one every week um, for however long we decide to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so now let's move into the limited amount of sports news that's going on. Uh, the first one I have here is, Rex Ryan calling Amari Cooper a turd. (laughs) Um, uh, The Cowboys, um, along with signing Amari Cooper to a $100 million contract, decided to sign Alden Smith, who has Mm. a laundry list of charges, including DUIs, domestic violence, all that business. Um, And they still have not signed Dak Prescott, um, who they have claimed is their quarterback of the future. So. You know Alden Smith's worst offense? Hmm. Do you realize what he did? What? He played for the fucking 40 years. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of people are kind of questioning that one. I mean, I don't know. This this doesn't seem like a redemption story thing. It seems like a little, you know, I mean. It's a shot in the dark. I mean, yeah. like, who's the, oh gosh, there was a defensive end that like beat up his girlfriend. DeMarcus, uh, a little further I don't want to say, the, I don't want to say the wrong name. I'm because... blanking on his name, but, um. It was really bad, but, but I they, remember they signed him too. Yeah, I know. I don't want to like say yeah. the wrong name. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Greg Hardy. I hope it. I hope I have that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg yeah, Hardy. Yeah. Greg Hardy. Um, so yeah, I mean, not signing. Like they're they're claiming that he's he's their he's their guy, but they're they're signing everybody else around him. Um, 
Except for him. You know, he's a good quarterback, but I'm not giving that guy $35 million a year. I'm, I'm, I'm franchising him. I'm drafting a guy. I'm going to see if I can find a guy. But I'm not paying that guy $35 million a year. He ain't done shit in the league. Mm, I mean, he's. I don't know about that. He, he was the most efficient like passer in the NFL last year. I mean, I think he's been underpaid. He's been vastly he's had, underpaid. He's had the best running back and one of the best offensive lines in football. And how Come many on. playoff games has that guy won? Mm? All right. I, I mean, I guess, you know, new head coach. You know, maybe you, I guess you want to see what he does with him. But... I mean, Jason Garrett, you know, he was the turd, honestly. Um, But I thought Rex Ryan saying he wouldn't sign him was funny considering he was going to try to make a comeback in the NFL, and uh, no teams are paying him either. So, um, if you, I I did talk about, I did mention that on Twitter. Uh, Follow me at Mason Charles Co. on Twitter. Um, (laughs) All right, uh, there is, it's sounding hopeful that the NFL will be able to start um, when it's supposed to in September. Um, I mean, who knows? Yeah, who the hell knows? But you yeah. know what? I need a little optimism, so yep. I'm I'm ready to go. Yep. I'm just gonna ride that wave so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully by then we'll have mass testing and all that business. Um, Cam Newton still not signed to a team when you got teams like the Bears tra- trading for an eighty million dollar Nick Foles. The Chargers saying they're gonna go with Tyrod Taylor. In other news, no team has signed me yet either. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, if you go look at Cam Newton's Instagram right now, that man looks like fucking Cam Chancellor. Like he is, he is ripped right now. He's on a revenge tour. I'm telling you, like he's, he. I think he's. I honestly think he's back. He hasn't been healthy in like two years. I think he's back to being healthy, and I think he's. I think he's hungry for the first time in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm not eating whatever. whatever. Oh, shut up! Come on. <laughs> What? What? I want no part of that guy. What? Why? I mean, if we're gonna have a best dressed competition, fine. Oh you know, maybe God. I throw him out there. Listen, but... I mean, you gotta agree. He would fit in L.A. at least, <sighs> right? For the Chargers, the Chargers need the Chargers need to sell tickets yeah. somehow. They couldn't even sell out like a they need a, a soccer. They yeah. couldn't sell out like a uh, where did they play last year? It was like a built for like college soccer, and they couldn't <laughs> and they couldn't sell it out. Like I don't know. They I mean, a lot of fans there. For the other team. Other team. Yeah, it was an away <laughs> game every damn time. They need someone. I mean, he fits in the L.A. lifestyle. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, in the Bears, yeah. you're, you're really having a quarterback competition right now between Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. They're going to have an open competition. They're just going to, I don't know. And, I mean, okay, before I say this, I mean, <laughs> Wazoo fans just get fucking real, okay? Or, I mean, you're really going to have Gardner Minshew over Cam Newton? You want you want Gardner Minshew leading the charge? He's been in an RV all offseason. <laughs> Well, like what? Hey, at least he's been isolated. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> I guess I don't yeah. know. I haven't even. Anyway, I haven't been updated on that. I wonder how yeah. he's doing. But I don't know about the whole RV trip in your first off season as being potentially the starter <laughs> of your team. I mean, that's just that's just the Jaguars, though, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Clowny asking only asking for seventeen mil. Does that make you more optimistic, or are you scared now? Every day that goes by is more likely that the Seahawks are going to sign him. I heard that the Browns um, were, were trying to throw some money at him. Um, but every every day that goes by, it, he's closer to coming back here. So, yeah, I think there's a good chance and for a number that's not absurd. So, you know, John Snyder is, is always patient. Sometimes yeah. that's hard for us. Yeah. <laughs> But he's not, you know, yeah, he could have gone out and thrown $22 million a year at, at, at him on day one and gotten him. But 
he's gonna wait for the market to come back to him. So that's that's what he's doing. He's playing it smart. It's a gamble, but hopefully it'll pay off. We'll see. Yeah, I've heard the I've heard the Titans are uh, apparently making offers to get him, and also on the Madden um, the Madden TikTok account, there was like. I don't know. They showed some like preview thing, and for some reason there was Clowny in a Titans jersey. Hmm. Like there was some weird cut, and it was like if I don't know why, and people were like obviously freaking out about it. Uh, that. Probably didn't mean anything, but it's just weird. I don't know. How, yeah. how how do you? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right, and uh, last little bit of news we have. Congratulations to Kobe, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett to make it into the Hall. There's hold on. There's a WNBA player that made it as well. That. Um, I forgot to write down. Uh, so yeah, well, uh, congrats though. Congrats to all of them for making it. Obviously the three players that I listed hundred percent deserving all champions, all, you know, legends. Yeah. There's no, there's no debate with those guys. Um, it's interesting. Um, two of them were drafted out of high school and kind of started started a, a little bit of a landslide with with guys you know obviously there's the rule now where you have to play you know you can't you have to take a year outside of of high school so whether that's college or, or overseas but when these guys had success you know a bunch of guys started jumping and some of them fell on their face unfortunately yeah but these guys were were amazing it's amazing to me that you know kobe was uh what pick was he he was the 13th pick by the Charlotte Hornets who trade who traded him. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they you know, have regretted that every day. But yeah. that was a pretty good class. You know, you had Iverson at the top. Um, you had Marcus Camby, who was a solid player, maybe a little bit of a disappointment, but he was a good good defender for many years. He had Abdur Rahim, good player. Marbury was good for for quite a few years. He had Ray Allen, obviously, was outstanding. For a long time, and Antoine Walker was was a really good player at the top of that draft. And then you had a you had some kind of you know a, a bunch of busts. You know, seven through twelve were pretty bad. There were a couple players that were okay, and then you had Kobe in, in there at number thirteen. And you know, I mean, no question. You know, at one, you know, we're going to talk about some hypotheticals and. One of the hypothetical. What if there had been no Michael Jordan? Let's just say there Michael Jordan never existed. I think Kobe Bryant kind of fills that void in a big way. Like he's talked about as, you know, you're arguing is he the is he the goat? You yeah, know? Definitely. he's in that discussion. Definitely. And, you know, um, he he was yeah. Uh, I mean, just no doubter. It's great that he played his whole career for one one team. I always like to see that. Yep. Even if I hate the team, <laughs> Tim Duncan too. Uh, Tim, yeah, Tim Duncan. Um, you know. What I what's amazing about Tim Duncan is the guy didn't say a damn word. Like yeah. I don't know the sound what his sound of his voice sounds like, yep. you know. But yep. he just twenty five and twelve every damn night for twenty years basically is what he did. Yeah. I mean Tim Duncan, uh he was one of my favorite weirdly one of my favorite players to watch. I just love watching that Spurs team. Um yeah. and I always I still feel like he's just so underappreciated, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean he's gotta be Definitely top five power forwards in NBA history. Um, and, I mean, no one talks about him when we're talking, you know, top 10, top 15. People very rarely throw Tim Duncan in there. I feel like he definitely does not get the respect. Honestly, same thing with KG, too. Yeah. I mean, KG was, like, the best player in the league for a couple of years there. Right, right. Um. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, one thing that we got to experience that we briefly mentioned last episode was really just the impact that Kobe had on LA. I mean, you know, shortly after his passing, uh, when we were outside of the Staples Center, hours and hours and hours before game time, uh, I would say probably a quarter to a third of the people just walking around the streets of LA were wearing Kobe jerseys. And it's like, I didn't even consider that that many people out here would own Kobe jerseys or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and these, these people weren't people that are going to the game either. They're just going about their day. Um, I mean, this is like four or five hours before game time. And then obviously um, I think if all goes well, I should be able to put a picture up for the YouTube viewers. Um, there's the, just the amount of people that contributed to the memorials, um, artists out there just making, you know, incredible things. And, uh, it was just dead silent in the center of LA. It was crazy. It was just unlike anything I've ever been a part of. Huge crowds, not a peep though. Yeah. It was was crazy. It was just, I mean, yeah, like I just get the chills, like thinking about it. I, I mean, yeah, you know, and, uh, I think it was Austin Eckler. These weren't the words he used, but um, the way he described playing in L.A. and moving, you know, he's part of the Chargers team that moved from San Diego to L.A. There's just so much other shit to pay attention to. And even when the Lakers were the worst team in the league, Kobe still had captured L.A.'s attention. And, I mean, that's just not something that everyone can say. I mean, there's just, I mean, like I said, there's just, you can focus on six different, you know, eight different sports teams or whatever, however many, um, Hollywood, you know, there's everything in LA, right? But Kobe was the guy there for damn near 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see, what are we moving on to? We have, uh, okay. Imagine if, imagine if, um, imagine if all of the all decade teams in NBA 2K20 played in a tournament against each other. <laughs> so this is this is I don't know pretty interesting. Uh, again, for the YouTube viewers, we will be popping up pictures of the rosters for the teams, but I'll still list them off. Um, so for the 60s, we have Oscar Robertson, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor. Bob Cousy, Bob Pettit, Willis Reed, Jerry Lucas, George Mikan, Richie Guerin, Sam Jones, and Lenny Wilkins. Um, for the 70s, we have Kareem, Dr. J, Walt Frazier, John Havlicek, Elvin Hayes, Rick Barry, Bill Walton, Pete Maravich, Dave Cowens, Wes Unseld, Bob McAdoo, JoJo White, and Bob Lanier. Um, let's see. For the 80s, um, 1980s. 1980s all decade. I got here. We got Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Moses Malone, Hakeem Olajuwon, Isaiah Thomas, George Gervin, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kevin McHale, James Worthy, Julius Irving, Dominic Wilkins, and Adrian Dantley. Okay. Um, the 90s team: Michael Jordan, Hakeem, John Stockton, Pippen, Carl Malone, Drexler, David Robinson, Gary Payton, Penny Hardaway, Patrick Ewing, Lonzo Mourning. Grant Hill and a young Shaq. The 2000s, we got Kobe, Duncan, Garnett, O'Neal, LeBron, Dirk, AI, Dwayne Wade, Steve Nash, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Paul Pierce, and Yao Ming. And then the 
2010s team, we got um, Prime LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Kawhi, James Harden, Giannis, Dwayne Wade, uh, Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, and Carmelo Anthony. So, some things to consider before we jump into this. Um, There are some overlap with the players. Um, For example, we have, you know, Hakeem and Jordan are both on the 80s and 90s. Both of their primes are obviously in the 90s, so for we will consider the 90s Michael Jordan a better player than the 80s one when we're considering the same thing for LeBron. I think we would all agree that 2010's LeBron, when he was on the Heat, that was probably his better years than uh, his early years on the Cavs. So the 2010 LeBron will be better than the 2000 LeBron in that case. So yeah, we have, uh, I put together a little bracket um, that should be popped up on the screen for the YouTube. Um, so the first matchup we have, 1970s versus the 2000s. What do you think? Oh, boy. So, you know, I was a, a kid in the 70s. Um, I didn't watch a lot of NBA then. Um, you know, I was living in West Virginia, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't on TV. Um, I was a, more of a football fan. And then I moved out here in 79, sadly, right after the Sonics won the title. So everybody was super excited, Sonic stuff everywhere, um, and I was like, "What is a Sonic?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, but but there are just some incredible players uh, from that era. Um, what's the other decade? Two thousand. Two thousands. Okay. Um, so yeah, with the seventies, I mean, obviously you've got Kareem, um, who who's one of the great players of all time. You've got Dr. J. Um, who could play, you know, those two guys could play in any era for sure. And one of the things that's interesting about this conversation is what rules are we using, right? In this, in this so-called game. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a three point shot? Cause you know, if we're look, you know, pistol Pete Maravich, he didn't have a three point line when mm-hmm. he was, when he was shooting from 40 feet. So that was a two point shot back then for, you know, Jerry um, Westford part of his career. too. Yeah. Same, yeah, exactly. So, and then, are we playing actual basketball, you know, or, or are we playing the, this, the, this pussy ass, you know, stuff that, that okay, we're playing, we're we need to relax days. with that. <laughs> wow. Okay, man. All right. You know, I'm just not even going to, let me I... just, let me just open this lane up for you, sir. Go ahead and drive. To you can't even play help defense back then. You can play help defense. You couldn't, you, you couldn't That's help. That's not true. You just couldn't double team a guy who didn't have the ball. You couldn't play zone. But you could still help. You just had. It to, was so limited. It had to come when he had when the when the ball was en route to him. So. Yeah, that's why you just had big, huge, unathletic ass white guys in the middle just hacking everybody. <laughs> now you actually have skilled big men that know how to play real defense instead of just shoving people. Wouldn't it suck if you were seven foot four, right? And you know you grow up watching these big guys playing in the NBA and making millions because they're seven foot four. Yeah. And now you're seven foot four and you can't even get a damn job in basketball. Yeah. You got dudes that are like six <laughs> ten beating you out at a at center position. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're actually skilled and, <laughs> and you know, know the game of basketball beyond soft. Don't let ball go in. <laughs> um, okay. So what's your pick old man? Oh gosh. So, you know, 
to me, I mean, there's some great, I mean, again, great players here. Like Bill Walton, honestly, I, I feel like he's kind of an overrated NBA player. He was hurt a lot of his career. And none of that, none of that is because you hate him as a broadcaster? Oh, God. He's not a broadcaster. He's like a homeless person that they throw <laughs> on there, and, and he doesn't even talk about the basketball game. But anyway, um, he was on some really, he was on some championship teams. He's one of those guys that, he was first of all, he was a great college, you know, maybe one of the best college players of all time. Um, and then in the NBA, I feel like he was overrated. Um, he again, a lot of injury trouble. He was on championship teams, so that's kind of he gets elevated because he won championships in college and in the NBA. Almost like how MJ gets elevated because he has more championships than LeBron. <laughs> it's not the not the same thing at all. Because because Jordan actually won those championships. <laughs> Bill Walton just sat there. Bill, okay. <laughs> Bill Walton was the best player on those teams. Was he, he was not? on LSD. For the... <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, there's some, there's some great, look, there's some great players here, but it was, you know, I got to go with the, with the two thousands on that. Um, you know, just looking at these, I mean, my gosh, you got Kobe, you got Duncan Garnett, you got Shaq, you got LeBron James. I got to say two thousands, two thousands. damn good roster. I mean, you got, you got like every, all these guys like hitting their prime like either the beginning or the end of their prime right in the 2000s it's it's like um the way i've heard it described is which i i believe is it's kind of in between jordan and lebron right so like it's really forgotten but you got i mean like damn near prime lebron you got prime Shaq, prime kg prime tim duncan prime kobe prime dirk prime ai prime d wade prime steve nash right at the end of his prime vince carter i mean yeah like all these guys are right in their prime and people, I feel like people kind of disrespect that era. Um, maybe, I don't know, the game itself might've been a little bland, but the it's players a, were, you know, the transition of basketball is interesting. You had the eighties, which was, you know, super fast paced for the most part. You know, you had, you know, Lakers showtime and all that. The nineties became a much more defensive era, hard nosed, um, you know, and then, after Jordan, there was a couple of years there where they were still trying to do that, but they didn't have like these great one-on-one players in the in the late '90s. Yeah. So that's you know, so it was it was a kind of a shitty game, like mm-hmm. in you know, like nine you know ninety nine two thousand like right. just ugh, it was just you know clear out and watch a guy miss a shot. That's what yeah. it felt like. Yeah. Um, and then they changed, you know, they changed the, and I think they should, I think it's good that they did this. It's a more entertaining game, especially for younger fans. Um, but that, you know, they went to the, allowing the zone in what, 2001, I think it was, or somewhere around there. I, I it is, yeah, somewhere that. in there. I don't know the exact year. So that, you know, that kind of changed the game quite mm-hmm. a bit. But yeah, to me, I mean, you know, I, I got to go with the 2000s on, on this, um, even though I tend to go with the older guys a bit, but. Um, but yeah, I just, I think, oh my gosh, you got Tracy McGrady, yeah. like not getting off the bench on, on yeah. this team. Yeah. Like, Tracy McGrady's you know? getting like limited minutes yeah. on this team. Yeah. He's it's getting garbage time. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I just, yeah, that's a pretty easy and Yao Ming's not even seeing the court. Neither right. is Paul Pierce. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, plain and simple though, like if you just look at the rosters, 2000s have an answer for everything on the 70s and it, it doesn't go the other way though. Yeah, the 2000s. Who the hell is gonna guard Kobe and LeBron and D Wade? I mean, it's just, I mean, there's they'd just be running circles around them. It wouldn't even be close. I th- I think it's a 40 point game, honestly. 
I, yeah. I think I think it's a forty point game. And one one of the things that's hard is when you're comparing eras. Like, of course, a nineteen seventies player isn't going to be the physical specimen of a current player. Right. So, you know, we've had the discussion before. Like Babe Ruth. Yeah. If you if you went back in time, you know, did Bill Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and plucked Babe Ruth out of nineteen twenty seven and brought him, you know, to 2000, 2020 or 2019, I yeah. guess, and put him in the batter's box, yeah, he'd be fucked. Yeah. Like, he would have no chance. That doesn't mean if you plucked him here as a baby and had him, you know, raised and nutrition and training and all that, like, maybe he could be a great player. But anyway, yeah, no, the point I being, like, it's hard, it's hard to... If you're going to go piece by piece, it, you kind of have to look at how they compared to their own generation. Yeah, that is a good point. That yeah. is a good point. But um, even, I mean, if you look at the 70s roster, other than like Dr. J, Walt Frazier, I mean, John Havlicek was extremely skilled, but none of these guys were even known as being athletic for their generation, really. Yeah. I mean, the, the, all of these guys were just really skilled. Um, you got some, some good shooters. Um, and then you got some, uh, some lumbering white boys. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. Next matchup. That would be the sixties versus the eighties. Um, do you want to, do you want to start or? Yeah, sure. Um, so the sixties has some really outstanding players. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It might be lacking a little depth here on this team. So our starting five here is really solid. Um, Oscar Robertson is a player that people talk about him, but probably not enough. He was a, a triple double machine, you know, a- averaged a triple double a couple seasons, I believe, and was you know right there. And you got Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, um, you know, one of my dad's favorite players. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an out, he could play today. Now he might not score a ton, but. But at 6'10", he was a good athletic player. He could block shots. He was a crazy, crazy shot blocker with incredible instincts. Dude um, was ripping Stokes in the locker room post-game <laughs> interviews after he just, you know, right. put, right. up, put up 30 and 30 on someone. You got the freaking logo on this team. You got, you know, Jerry yeah. West, Elgin Baylor, outstanding. And then there's there's a lot of really, really good players on, Bob on this Cozy. team. But that your starting five is, is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for the sixties and kind of drops off after that. Um, so. And then eighties, right? 80s, yeah. yeah. So eighties, I mean, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sixties guys, you're going to have some trouble here. Cause you know, uh, there's just a, an outstanding player. Um, and really deep. I mean, oh my gosh, you got Dominique Wilkins as one of the last players on, on, on the list here. Um, you know, Magic Johnson, who's one of my... He's probably my favorite non-Sonic. I just loved watching him play. I mean, you got a 6'9 point guard that could play center. Yeah, did in the playoffs. Center, you know, and it said, yeah, coach, I can play center. Yep. If, you you know, our center's out, so I can play center. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Moses Malone. Keep in um, mind, okay, so also Michael Jordan. This is not a prime Michael, not a prime Hakeem, not right. a prime Kareem either. True, yeah, but they were still damn good. I mean... Michael was actually, his 80s years were really good. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he averaged, I think, 37 points in, in one of those years. Oh, wow. um, they weren't winning titles yet because, you know, he was still kind of figuring it out and, and, the, and the team around him was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but but he was really really good. Uh, 2K has him rated as a 98, so you know, real close to the top there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a you got you got the Ice Man George Gervin on here. I mean, very underrated. Can't beat a guy named the Ice Man, can you? Very yeah, <laughs> very underrated player. Let's see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In the 80s, uh, best year for Mike in the 80s. He averaged 35. Or actually, no, he averaged. Damn, he averaged 37. Yeah. Was, when he was 23. Yeah. 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 And then they got a few more pieces around him. Wow, his high his highest scoring year was when he was twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he played all eighty two. I wonder what what was their record that year. Um, they were forty and forty two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they he just didn't have anyone around him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So are you, are you taking the eighties then? Oh yeah, I got to take the eighties. I just think that you know the starting lineup on on the eighties team here matches um the sixties team um. And then just the, the depth, you know, you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but no, not, not in this matchup, but, yeah. um, but you know, Kareem, that wasn't prime Kareem, but he was still really good mm-hmm. in the eighties. I think Moses Malone is the most underrated center in NBA history. Yeah. He, he has rebound records. Just look up his rebounding numbers. He has unbreakable rebounding records. Like, Ugh. and he wasn't. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he was not very tall. Six ten. Six ten. Okay, yeah. So, and especially during that time, that's when you just had huge, just those huge dudes. You know, six ten center is pretty common now. But, um, I mean, yeah, he was just, he was insane. Um, and then you got obviously not not quite a prime Hakeem or Mike, but obviously, I mean, uh, you know, they were still incredible at the time. Isaiah Thomas, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's you know, it's tough. And you got, gosh, you got James Worthy. Like he was a, you know, he was a great player. He was one. Of, he's one of the most underrated players in NBA history as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like I just don't see. I mean, what the seventh seventh man is Bob Pettit for the sixties. He was very good, but uh, no, yeah. I mean, you just, just don't not, have the just depth to compete. It just doesn't stack up <laughs> at all. I mean, you got Kareem. As like the tenth man on this team, so yeah. you know. Yeah. All right, um, so that brings us to. Sorry, Dad, we got rid of all the old guys. <laughs> uh oh, wow, yeah. I wonder, actually, yeah. Um, Grax, go ahead and <laughs> email us your opinion <laughs> on that one because, yeah, I feel like I feel like you might disagree. <laughs> um, so next up, we got the two thousands versus the two thousand tens. 2000 versus 2010. Yeah. So this is a this is a tricky one and let me just say I got to say something. Mm-hmm. I got to say something right yeah. here. Okay. So okay. Um you know, I I really didn't watch the NBA for a lot of years mm-hmm. um after the Sonics left. Um basketball depression in Seattle. Yeah. Still so I it. watched it a little bit the playoffs a little bit last year and that was really the first time that I had that I had watched it. Um and you you kind of got me hooked into it a little bit. Um, but that was my favorite sport maybe for in, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it, loved those Sonics teams. And then, you know, broke my heart when, when they got pulled, pulled out of Seattle. Um, and you know, uh, David Stern, I am, Hey, I'm sorry for your family and for, for their loss, but fuck you, David Stern. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will see you in hell. I, can you hear me? <laughs> I will see you in hell. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> By the way, when David Stern died, I told you, we both just kind of looked at each other and 
just didn't really say anything and just went about our day. It was yeah. just kind of a, he did a lot of he did a lot of good things for the yeah. game, but but I, he's, that was unforgivable for me. So anyway, moving on. So I just had to throw that out there. So you know, I didn't watch a lot of, a lot of games, and I was aware of it, and kind of I can tell you. You know, I know all these players, but, you know, I, it's not like I sat down and watched a ton of it because sure. I had a big middle finger going at the NBA for for a long time. Also, still I still do. Wanna, I still do. Yeah, I just want to say Seattle fans that are still protesting the NBA, I respect you. Um, I just, I mean, I love sports. I just can't do it. I, I love watching basketball. Um, fuck the Thunder, at least. I mean, yeah, that, some, that'll never change. There's some. Yeah. Taylor, I'm pretty sure you like the Thunder. Ta- what? I. Oh boy! As soon as this social distancing stuff is over, <laughs> come here, come here, boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't respect that move. Anyway, keep. keep okay, going on. all right. Sorry, it's tangent. Yeah, big tangent. Um. Okay, so 2000 versus 2010. Why don't, why don't you, why don't you take off with this one? Okay. Yeah. So, um, here's the thing. 2010, you got, you got the best player in NBA history, which is Miami Heat. LeBron. Michael Jordan played in the 2000. He hell? did play in the 2000s, and he sucked ass, actually. Um, uh, okay, okay, you can you can relax here. You got Stephen Curry, who will we will not can we will not consider the clutch factor in this. I think um, I I think we just go I, like he's one. I mean, if we consider the clutch factor, that brings Curry like way down for yeah. me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, can't let go of that. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to let go, but. I'm just gonna judge him based off what it says here, which is 97 overall. I mean, you can argue, you can argue more than that. Um, his MVP season. I mean, I don't know how you don't think that's like a 99. Um, anyway, Kevin Durant, I think maybe the best scorer of our generation. Um, and then you got Chris Paul. I think will go down as possibly the most underrated point guard in NBA history. Go watch his highlights from when he was on the Hornets and his early Clippers days. Absolutely insane. I wish he could have been on uh, better teams, you know, had a chance at a championship and when a, he was in his prime. And a true point guard. Yeah. You know, there just yeah. aren't many true point yeah, guards that distribute the ball. One of the last true point guards in the league. Um, Kawhi Leonard, you know, uh, go Aztecs. Uh, <laughs> he, I mean, one of the best two-way players in NBA history. Yeah. Um, if you, I mean, if you want to count the clutch factor, then I mean he's your guy. Um, he'll he'll drag a team when he needs to. James Harden. Ooh, not a fan. Not Here's a fan. the thing about James Harden. Obviously a great scorer, but he is little known fact. Every All Star game he's played in, he has done terrible. He plays awful with other stars. So I think he's actually a hindrance to this team. I think he probably. He starts to feel a little selfish at some point. I think he, you know, he he'll probably put up he'll probably put up his his step backs and stuff uh, more often, you know, when he's touching the ball because the ball will be distributed more. So he'll feel like he wants to get his still or whatever. Giannis, um, who's gonna guard Giannis in the two thousands? I mean, you got you got LeBron, KG, and you got Shaq in the paint, Tim Duncan. I mean, Giannis, he's only a 96 here, but I think we can, I think for me at least, I'm putting him above that just because um, I think he, he's only a 96 here because he, he was only dominant the last two years, right. two, three years. So um, I'm, I'm still, I'm putting him above, you know, I'm ranking him higher than 2K is. Um, I don't know who can stop yeah, him. Tim Duncan might slap it back in his face though. Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Um, 
But then, like I said, I already talked about the 2000s. Pretty much everyone's in their prime. LeBron isn't in his prime, but... He was so really good. Sim- similar to similar years. to 80s Jordan. Like, you know, right. he, he was almost in his best form. Um, man. This, to me, is kind of a toss-up. Like, I, I, yeah. I really struggle with this one. Um, I think... I think I'm taking the. I think I'm taking the 2000s because of their depth. Really? Wow. I think I'm taking them because of their depth. I think after after Giannis, you have an you have a not prime Dwayne Wade. You have you okay. You do have MVP Derrick Rose. You have Russell Westbrook, who I don't think adds a ton. No. Dwight Howard was was his prime. I mean, yeah, I guess that was his prime. Uh, Early on. Or uh, yeah. yeah. There, t- you know what? There are too many guys on the 2010s, 10s teams that I, that I just frankly don't like. There are a ton like of I guys. If too- I were coaching this team, I wouldn't want them. Like I don't want Harden on my team. There are way too many ball dominant guys on the 2010s. I don't want Westbrook I don't, on my team. I don't think the 2010s would play well together. And obviously that's yeah. speculation. But think about how many ball dominant guys you have. You have LeBron, Steph, KD, Chris Paul, uh, James Harden, Giannis. Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony. Those are all guys Carmelo that Anthony. those are all guys that dominate the ball. And Dwight Howard, when he was in his prime, was a little bitch and wanted to yeah. dominate the ball too. He wouldn't do the pick and roll or anything. Even AD, even Dwayne Wade. I mean, all of them really. All of them were ball dominant. And, and some of these guys are are good at sharing the ball, but you got a bunch of guys on here that are are I I in my opinion selfish ball hogs that I wouldn't want on my team. Yeah, and um, so it I, just got a lot. Of, fuck, fuck the 2010 team. Stand those guys. Get okay, out get out of here. Oh wow. All right. I think, um, and I just think with the 2000s team, I mean, the ball dominant guys. You have Kobe, um, Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, AI, and D Wade, and then but Vince and T Mac. But they're like towards the bottom of the bench. So right. like, yeah. I mean, they'll get minutes off, or they'll get the ball on the bench. Steve Nash too, like. They're coming off the bench, so they'll be able to dominate the ball off the bench. These 2010s guys, all of them require require the ball at right, all times, right. pretty much. Um, yeah, so I think I think definitely 2000s there, and I think obviously you agree with that. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the 80s versus the 90s. So this this one for me kind of comes down a lot to. How much do you value 80s Michael Jordan versus 90s Michael Jordan? Right. Um, and also, same with Hakeem. That, that's kind of a big factor. I am going to... I think I'm going to weigh it pretty... Like, I'm going to weigh... I'm going to say 90s Michael Jordan is a decent bit better than 80s just for the sake of this. Um, just because, you know, if they were like the same player, it would just be kind of boring um, to try to compare these two. Um so you got, okay, let me look through. You got Magic, Larry. Yeah, I mean, I think the 90s team is just so athletic. Um, the 80s team, once you once you get past uh, Isaiah Thomas, George Gervin, and like not prime Kareem. This is not prime Kareem. Right. Um, I mean, all these guys. I mean, I guess you got, you do have a lot of guys on the, on the 80s team too, to be fair. Uh, I think I'm going with '90s though, straight off the bat. I mean, even Shaq, even though he's like this is like you know very young Shaq, I think 
I think he can match up with Kareem and old Kareem, you know? I I like I like the defense that we have on the nineties team. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean we've got we've got great I mean, you got David Robinson, you know. Um that guy I believe had a quadruple double one mm-hmm. time. Um ten blocks, ten assists. Yeah. You got rebounds and, and scoring. Um, you got Gary Payton locking it down. Like you just have so Alonzo Mourning was a great defensive center. Like I just have I think the eighties team would, would really have a hard time scoring um against some of these 90s guys. But the 90s guys still have enough athleticism to score. Also, on, I think Scottie Pippen... Well, yeah, Scottie Pippen, one of the best defensive uh, I, wing guys of all time. Yeah, I think he's too high on this list, though, compared to some of these other guys. Yeah, I would say. probably drop him down a little bit. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, I guess but, they're all around the same. Yeah, rate they're 96 or 97. Probably yeah. a toss-up, but... Yeah, I mean, my gosh, I got Penny Hardaway, who was just outstanding early in his career before he had injury trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Hill, you know, uh, wow. Yeah, your last two players are Grant Hill and Shaquille O'Neal. That ain't too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that means '90s versus Here 2000s. Interesting. Okay, so so let, let's uh, let's think about this for a sec. '90s versus 2000s. I feel like that's pretty interesting because, um, I don't. I don't even think like I don't know. It's weird. I wouldn't think of those two eras as like the even the best eras of basketball. Really, like I don't know. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Um. I I wouldn't have expected the two thousands team to uh really stand out to me this much. But when you look at the list, it's just insane. I yeah, mean, yeah. Um. I think it, it's hard with with comparing these two because again, like like. Like we mentioned earlier, you've got two, the two different eras. So, the '90s was a very defensive-dominated era, and 2000s things opened up with the you know going you know allowing the zone. So you have, I mean, more scores. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it is hard to evaluate you know those two because the rules were so different, um, and you know what, and mo- of course all these guys could play in either era yeah. and be outstanding. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm not gonna definitely. I'm not gonna say that that makes a huge difference, but it makes it harder to uh, compare them to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'm gonna go with 2000s. Uh, oh, shocker. Yeah, I'm going with 2000s. Um, my reasoning for this is I think. Uh, it's similar. I've used this reasoning uh, earlier too. I think the 2000s has a matchup for everyone on the 90s team, and I don't think it goes the other way. Um, and I think the 2000s has more depth. And I think mm. if you put the 2000s players into the 90s, I could confidently say that they would... I think a lot of them would get better. And I think if you put the 90s players into the 2000s, I don't think they would get better. <sighs> All right, listen. Let's listen to this. Let me let me teach you a little lesson here, Sonny boy. Where's my walker and my Where's my cane? Um, listen, listen to this. So my last two players on this list are Grant Hill and, and Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille, let me let me tell you what what Shaquille O'Neal did in the nineteen nineties. Okay, twenty three and fourteen in his rookie year. 29 and 13, 29 and 11, 27 and 11, 26 and 13, 28 and 11. That's my last guy on the team. Really? That's I mean, my last guy on the team. So you're, I'm bringing him off the and it's, what's funny, I'm not even a huge Shaq guy like I you, you know you go Shaq versus Kobe. I like Kobe 
being the competitor. Yeah. Um, I think Shaq was, you know, just a, a dominant physical. But man, who's good? Who's gonna guard? Who's gonna guard Shaq? Um, you can't better Shaq, huh? Better Shaq. Oh yeah, yeah you got a better. There. Literally just better Shaq. Not really. He got fat. He got fat. <laughs> This man, know. this man honestly thinks '90s Shaq is better than I, 2000. I didn't say that, but I think he's underrated. I think let me, he's not a, to me. He's a '96, not no, not a '93. I disagree with this rating. This is the one rating that wow. I look at and I wonder how how is a guy who's given you 28 and 13 every night for most of that decade a '93? Have you have Where you ever seen? From? Have you ever seen the um the highlights of the first time of when Shaq met a, a rookie Yao Ming? No, I have not. Yao Ming owned his ass in his rookie year. The first, I want to, I, uh, I might be wrong. I want to say the first, he blocked Shaq on the first two possessions of the game and scored on Shaq the first two possessions seven, six. of the game. Yao Ming couldn't even play. He played for like three years and broke apart. <laughs> but man, I mean, I got, I got Michael Jordan. I've got Hakeem Olajuwon. Who who I know he's a big man, but he could play today. He was a very athletic. I agree with that. Man. I do agree with that. Um, John Stockton, true point guard. Uh, you know, uh, he might struggle a little bit in the modern game. I mean, he'd yeah. still be great. He, yeah. He's kind of like a, um, uh, the point guard we were talking about earlier, Paul. Uh, help me out here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what, Paul? Uh, the point guard we, you were talking about earlier, who's a true point guard in the 2010s. Uh, oh, Paul, uh, Chris Paul. Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so John Stockton, kind of a Chris Paul-like guy. Yeah. Um, Scottie Pippen, you know, one of the best uh, defenders ever. Mm-hmm. You got Carl Malone, a great scorer. Maybe not the best human, but you know, <laughs> we're not we're not talking about that. Clyde, Clyde Drexler, I think a very underrated player. Definitely. David Robinson. Oh my God. I mean. That guy could guard anybody. He could play today. I, I mean, agree with that. Gary as well. Payton. I mean, yeah. Come on now, Penny Hardaway. Um, Ewing is a guy. I don't think Ewing could play too well. He would take a step back in the modern era. Alonzo Mourning, a six ten center, very athletic. He could play today. Grant Hill could play in any era. Um, and then Shaq, it's hard to say. Like he was very athletic for how big he was. I think he would still play. He might not be. You know, quite as dominant, but I mean, you just got better Shaq. I mean, like, yeah, you do, yeah. Like, okay, so you know, uh, but I'm throwing Hakeem and and David Robinson at him. You know, yeah, I'm throwing. I mean, I'm throwing KG, Shaq, Tim Duncan. Um, I will say the big man depth. Like after that, I mean, Dirk Nowitzki is not a good defender, but I also I also think that we would. I think the 2000s team spreads the floor very well. Um, I mean, you got Steve Nash. so underrated even even with two mvps uh which honestly kobe probably should have won one one or both of those mvps that steve nash won but yeah um steve nash obviously incredible you got the flash Dwayne wade in his prime carried that heat team to a championship with old old ass shack um and you got i mean man vince carter are you kidding me like come on now vince carter and you got tracy mcgrady too obviously i mean the like tracy mcgrady i think um there's an interesting tweet about with no injuries and in their prime, uh, who's better, T-Mac or Kevin Durant. And I sent that to some friends. Uh, Nick, if you're watching this, you said it was obviously KD. I don't think that's the case. I think if T-Mac was 
uh, fully healthy for his whole career. I think T-Mac might even be better than Kevin Durant as a scorer. Um, and then Paul Pierce. Uh, I've given Paul Pierce some shit over the last couple of years because he's been kind of – he's made some clown-ass takes on, mm-hmm. on the air. But um, I think he's also – I think he's actually underrated. I think he gets hated a lot. Um, I mean, if you check the stats, he's dropped – He's dropped 40 on pretty much everyone's favorite player. So, like, you know, I think, um, obviously, and he's just a floor spreader for this team. And, I mean, Yao Ming owns Shaq's ass. So, you know. To me, if, we, if we're playing this game in 90s rules, the 90s team wins. If we're playing in 2000s rules, the, the 2000s team wins. I think the 90s team, in my opinion, is clearly a better defensive team. The 2000s team probably has more offense. But I think if you I think if you let LeBron hack people and you let Tim Duncan hack people and KG and Yao Ming, I think they play just as well with '90s mm-hmm. rules. Nah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, LeBron LeBron's like this insane physical specimen. You don't think he could take contact? And I got Michael Jordan coming in, right, to hit the big shots. So I, I got the the greatest player in the history of basketball. Oh my god! In. Oh my god! By the way, we're gonna have. A full LeBron versus Jordan debate episode There's at no some debate, point. Really, um, we're gonna have a full full debate there uh, about that at some point. Um, okay, uh, let's. Okay, we're gonna actually take a cut right here. Um, we'll be right back. All right, all right, we are back from a little pee break. Um, <laughs> just to finish off the show real quick, we have one more. What? Um, imagine if. Imagine if you were the owner of the Mariners and you were presented with the opportunity to trade the Mariners for an NBA franchise. What do you do? Uh, I trade for the NBA. Podcast over. Good day, everybody. We'll see ya. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, go ahead, check out uh, check out Dad's book, uh, High Points. <laughs> Check out my Twitter, Mason Charles Co. on Twitter. Um, again, if you guys have made it this far, shout out to you. But I think, I mean, let's get real here. I mean, like, what, like, are we, are we? The Mariners have had their plenty of chances to, you know, to be okay at baseball, and they have shit away every single cha- opportunity they've had. Um, yeah, give me the Sonics. We're a basketball city. We're not a baseball city. People so let, forget about it. Let, let me let me set this up a little bit. So first of all, we're both huge baseball fans. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I played baseball. I played baseball like what, like thirteen I mean, years of my life. Something like you that. know, you've I, you, gosh, how many hours have you watched the MLB Network? Right. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I you know I coached a lot of baseball and softball. I love the game. Um. I, I I truly do love it. I, I I love the Mariners. I do. Like I, I don't know why. I don't know why I love them? Because all they do is break my heart every year, and every year I'm optimistic. Yeah, because I'm for, stupid. I'm glad this year they just they just admitted they were gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, it, nice. which makes me angry. But I'm like, okay, at least you're not pre- not giving me bullshit this yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, we think this young guy coming up. He's going to save the whole fucking franchise <laughs> from a 20-year drought of anything at all. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Um, so. it, I mean, it's an easy choice. It, like, there was a, we were actually watching... Wait, the, do, the, do the Mariners owners, are they going to own the NBA franchise? Um, no, we, you are the owner. 
Okay, okay, okay. Because I don't want these Mariners owners anywhere near. I know they changed a few years ago. That's true. I'd rather have them ruin the Mariners than ruin the Sonics. Yeah, I don't want them anywhere near my new franchise. Find me a different owner. I mean, it's kind of just crazy at this point that we don't have one. I think think the talent pool is plenty good. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just... You know, we've done all we can as a city. Uh, we, we have the new arena. We have the NHL team uh, coming soon, which, by the way, I, I'm hearing more and more rumors that the name is going to be the Seattle Kraken Opinions. <laughs> what the Thoughts? hell? I wish it was Krakens. I don't like I don't like singular team yeah. names. Yeah. Um, it's, it just sounds like, I don't know, like a softball team name or, you know, like yeah. the, the Kraken. I don't know. I, I think, I think, Shout out. I think it was Channer that uh, first told me this idea, but he was the one that came up with the Steelheads. I don't know. He didn't come up with it, but he was the one that told me about it. Um, I mean, Steelheads is great, you know, local fish, and also, you know, you got, like, Steelheads, you know? Right. I think it would work really well. Um, My understanding is that they were having some copyright issues with that because there's, I don't know, there's another team somewhere that uses that name. Oh, really? Okay. So they get into that. I think that's part of the reason they haven't announced stuff is because they're trying to figure out what they they can actually use or who did they have to buy out you know and the kraken so. isn't even a part of like seattle like that's isn't yeah. that like uh that's like european mythology isn't it i, I i'm not a it's I, one thing i've noticed with the name kraken is that total tangent here mm-hmm. one thing i've noticed with the name kraken is people are like you know if, if you ever listen to softy on kjr like he's a big proponent of it um but they're there are people who love it and there are people who hate it where a name like steelheads i feel like you know it doesn't invoke any super strong opinions like i fucking hate the name steelheads like you don't hear that but with kraken probably half the people hate it and half the people think it's awesome because it's original and unique and all that but i don't know i guess honestly if the if the what are they called sweaters in hockey if the sweaters are cool (laughs) i i will definitely buy one if they're cool yeah for sure Um, just because i think i think hockey sweaters are dope but um okay we were talking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't even we're talking about nhl nhl team name i guess um i i don't know i mean kraken it's whatever i i wish it would have been had to do more with the city i guess but uh but i really I really do like the idea of the fans being the crackheads and it being the crack oh house God. or the crack that's shack. Just the, that's like the worst part of the whole thing. That is the best <laughs> part. That's not a good thing. That's the best, that's the best part. <laughs> it's not even spelled like actual crack cocaine. It's spelled oh K-R-A-K. Crack house. We in the crack house. Oh the crackheads. I mean, that's, that's the best part. Oh that's the best part of the name, hands down. There. Anyway, okay. I think... I think we can wrap it up here. No, no, we gotta nope. go. We're not done with the we're not done with the Mariners song. Okay, yet. yeah, well, yeah. What else do you have to say? So, I just, I just the reason. So I'm not even a, a huge NBA fan. Yeah. But anything that I could do to get rid of of the ownership, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all, all in favor of that. I love yeah. again. I love the Mariners, but really, they had one little run. Um, you know, obviously we just watched the 95, uh, game five against the Yankees, mm-hmm. um, the other night, you know, they had that run in 95 through 2001. Um, they were pretty good in 2002 also, but, and that was when Lou Pinella was the manager. Take Lou Pinella out of Seattle and they are garbage for 40 plus years. Yeah. So it's not because I like basketball better than baseball it's because i want a franchise that 
that is trying to win games. Yeah, I think I just think the Mariners have had their had the opportunity. You know, I mean, they're relatively new in the scope of the entire MLB, but they've had plenty of years to to make a run at it. And you know, they had the wec- they had the record amount of wins in the season, but they still didn't even really make a run at anything. Like, right. you know, the, the only thing, the only memorable thing in Mariners history was uh, Edgar's double. That the only reason it was memorable is because it kept the team here. Yeah. Like we would have been, we would have not had a baseball team if it weren't for that. It wasn't, it wasn't even like, you know, to go to the world series or to win the world series. It, it was just to keep a baseball team here. So right. if that's, if that's the shining moment of the franchise is keeping a team here, like that's what we have to show for it is that yeah. we're still here. And like that was, it. that was an outstanding moment. And I, it was one, it's one of my favorite sports memories because it was so exciting. Dave but yeah, Meehouse's ultimately call gives me chills every time I hear uh, it. Or even, yeah. even if I say it to myself, that call gives me chills. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, that put them in the ALCS. And then in 2000, 2001, they went to the ALCS Faced a, a heavily roided up Roger Clemens. Man, if you don't have a pennant, <laughs> I don't care though. Like no, going to yeah. the a, going to the ALCS. I get annoyed when I go when I go to it's not Safeco Field anymore. Mm-hmm. That, it's that goddamn pink phone company, whatever it is. <laughs> By the yeah. way, if you want to sponsor us though, uh, we'll <laughs> yeah, wear pink yeah. shit. I don't care. Yeah. Um, Shout out to but you. <laughs> but I look up at that banner from 2001 and it and it says you know. Uh, MLB record 116 wins and I just it's still just like it was awesome I tell you that that season during the season was so fun like we were the talk talk of the town or talk of the the nation Mm -hmm. and it was so fun and we had the all-star game here that year and we had like what eight or nine all-stars records yeah I think it's still the record and it was it was so fun but then it comes all all just you know tumbling down um, against against the Yankees, who who was you know probably our biggest rival then, mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds, but they they really were. Um, so it ended in disappointing fashion. They've never really been close. Even that year, I knew they weren't going to win because they didn't have a dominant number one. They had like five really good pitchers, but no number one starter. And uh, yeah, it was just still still a disappointment. So give me give me the NBA. I you know I'd love to be a big fan of the NBA again. I would love an owner who goes for it. Um, and going for it doesn't mean big free agents. It means hiring the right people. Yeah. It means drafting the right players and yeah. developing them and then sprinkling in a couple you know, free agents or trades where needed. That's how you win. The Mariners are a freaking joke. Mm-hmm. I hope that this new owner and, and GM that's been in place for a couple of years, I hope I hope this plan works. It's it's but I have zero I have so zero faith. far things seem to be falling into place, but in baseball especially that still leaves a ton of question marks. Yeah, because who the who knows? You know that is it Evan White that's the first baseman that they mm-hmm. they signed they to just, a major league contract and he's he's never played a game in, in a damn, he's never that, played a major league game. That's gonna look really stupid, probably. Yeah, I mean if he's good, great, good move. Yeah. Um, but we have all these guys. Great, you're you're ranked high in in the in the uh, prospect list, and you know we have the whatever the number four prospect uh, uh, ranking mm-hmm. in, in MLB. That don't mean shit. No, you know, we no. have potential, but it doesn't mean we haven't done anything. And, you know, I, I will believe it when I see it. So Mariners figure your shit out because I would love, I would love, there's nothing like a, a, a baseball stadium when it's full and the town is excited and it's mm-hmm. summer and, 
I'd love to see that again. So Mariners, we can't really trade you for a basketball team. So you got to figure your shit out. Please. Yeah, I'm I begging you. I uh, man, it's just it's the NBA is a very fun. It's very fun to be a fan of the NBA as a whole. Um, currently with, you know, I mean, I obviously I dive into kind of the. Um, behind the scenes things like you know the social media and all that stuff you like the soap opera of it Ooh, where's this guy gonna go where's lebron gonna play this year who's lebron gonna bring with him you like the it's a soap opera man it's entertaining yeah. i think it's entertaining much more so than the nba or much more so than the mlb um yeah. i also think like i've lost respect for the mlb as a whole at how they handled the astros thing robert uh, manfred is a fucking stooge he's a joke he um really is. and adam silver is my favorite commissioner in the history of sports um at least for sure the ones that have been around while i was alive um i mean he's he just gets shit done he he understands you know we've talked about it he understands the players he understands the fans he knows you know he he knows what good business is and that um, he's willing to make some sacrifices here and there for uh, kind of the long-term happiness of the players and you know the people that watch the game, yeah, which is which it. is who's paying for everything. I mean, you know what I mean. So um, he yeah. gets it. And another aspect of this that it's, I think it's going to hurt the the MLB is you know my dad's gener. I mean, my dad's favorite game is baseball, mm-hmm. and he watches it. That's what he does. You know, he sits. At, he's a Yankees fan. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Um, but you know, he watches the Yankees every day and that's what, that's what he does. Um, doesn't really watch the other sports a ton. Um, but when, you know, when, when his generation's gone and it's going to take a dip and when mine is gone, what's left, I think, I think it doesn't move fast enough for, I don't know, for your, for your, there's not even really baseball fans in my, in really my generation, even the people that played baseball, like even my friends, they uh they follow football more than, and, than baseball, and the generation that's coming in after you, they don't even play baseball. Like little no. league, like I was, you know, I was on the little league board here locally, and the numbers just keep going down. Numbers are like in half from where from when I was in little league like need, seven years ago. They need something that moves. You know, they 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 don't want to stand there and mm-hmm. and watch a pitch and wait for the ball to come to them a couple times a game. They don't they yeah. they don't understand the anticipation. There's something like, happening. They yeah. need something happening all the time. There's just yeah. like the tiny little nuances of the game that take a long time to really start to understand. Yeah. And kids just don't either don't have the patience or, I mean, they just find something else they're interested in. I think, you know, I mean, for example, you know, video games have become a really big thing, um, which, you know, that good or bad, that's, you know, your yeah, opinion or whatever. That is what it is. Um, yeah. But I mean. Also, it's interesting because a lot of football attendance that I mean I don't know the numbers, but I mean that's got to be down for other reasons, obviously. So it's like where where are these kids turning? I mean maybe you know maybe soccer, maybe we're gonna actually be able to compete. Uh, obviously, the women's soccer team is you know consistently the best in the world, but maybe men's soccer will actually be good. Or I mean maybe the NBA, you know, when my generation is old, maybe the NBA will just be all of the best athletes are in the NBA period right and maybe right. basketball i mean i could very well see in basketball uh in america just being full of the best athletes in the entire world because now you got guys coming over from all these different countries looking for that nba clout in america um yeah i mean i i just all signs to me are pointing towards the nba continuing to improve and kind of everything around it slowly crumbling it, that's just what yeah. i've been seeing I, other than soccer soccer on a world scale obviously is 
established and it'll be right. around forever. And it, soccer may come up more in the U.S. Hell, lacrosse might. There might True, be. Yeah. Will there be pro lacrosse in twenty years? Probably. Yeah. Like if you would have told me when I was a kid that that there would be that there would be an MLS, you know, mm-hmm. to that to the level that it is, and it's not up to the the top three yet, but top four. But uh, um, but I would I would have laughed at you, even though I played soccer when I was a kid. My parents didn't know what the fuck soccer was. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's how lacrosse is for me. I don't uh, know what it is, but you know, your generation and the kids below are play. So that may come up, but MLB, yeah, I'm worried about it. I love, I love baseball. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of concerned about its, its longevity as you know, I could see it continuing to kind of sink down a little bit because, you know, football, there, there's some places where attendance might be down, especially in college. Um, but football is still a TV sport. So, you know, okay, maybe I don't want to go to the game, but I want to watch it on my, you know, my, my 70 inch plasma, you know, with, with my cooler here and I got my beer and my chips and and all that. Um, I can go take a a, a piss when I want, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, you know, and and all that. So I can understand that, but the MLB, like people don't just sit down and watch an MLB game all that often. Yeah, that's for me, thing. it's usually in the background. Yeah, you know? that, that's the thing is, I mean, even me, like as someone that played baseball for, for quite a few years, um, the difference between going to a ballpark and watching a game versus watching it on TV is astronomical as right. far as entertainment and the whole experience. It's not, I mean, like realistically, when I really think about it, Obviously, I, I love going to live sporting events. You know, football yeah, and basketball yeah. games are super fun to go to. But I still have an amazing experience when I just watch it on TV. Baseball, yeah. I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm on Twitter. Like, uh, you know, right. I, I, like even as someone that understands a lot of those, you know, little nuances, um, more so than I would say, like, obviously people that didn't play baseball and even, you know, like the casual baseball fan. I still get bored watching baseball sometimes and it's right. sad. And I don't know. I don't, I think it's just how fast the world moves now. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if there's even a way to solve it. And that's, that's the sad part is because I love the game, but when you're watching it from afar and you're not in it, um, you know, unless you have a team that you really, really care about it, it can be hard to watch. Honestly, I think part of the problem, you know, I don't know how they do this and you know, I don't know how they fix this, but what they need to do is find a way to get more balls in play and get mm-hmm. more base running, because the it's not just the the generation difference. It's mm-hmm. the, there's not as much happening. There aren't as many balls put in play. You don't have, you know, the Ricky Hendersons of the world. There just aren't as and you know that's an extreme example. But you used to, everybody every team had a couple guys that were base stealing yeah. threats, and now guys don't don't steal bases because you know the the analytics say well they might get thrown out and right. then you take it blah 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 and you're trying to play for the home I think it's gotten way too analytical and I think the yeah. analytics work but I think it's gotten too analytical for its own good I it think has. I think with football um I'm more of a proponent of analytics in football um with baseball like I just think it's affected the game in a negative way as a whole yeah, I mean, when it's a strikeout or a home run, mm-hmm. it's just, you know what, I want ball, you know, I want the ball put in play. I want yeah. guys running. Yeah. Oh, is it going to be safe or is it going to be out? Well, yeah. if it's a strikeout or a home run, you don't have that in- anticipation. The only anticipation is, is that going to 
is that going to hook foul or is that going to, you know, that's, that's, I really think it. they juice the balls too. And I uh, don't, and I don't think it's helped at all because like you said, it's, it's not putting more balls in play. It's not more action. It's just deeper fly balls. Like that's it. They wanted to go, they wanted to recreate the steroid era pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, kids, kids can just, you know, find so much more, uh, high pay, you know, high fast paced content with bright colors and, um, you know, to a lot of casual fans and people that don't watch baseball, watching a hitter take a pitch is like an unsuccessful pitch as a, as a viewer. For right. someone for someone like um, for someone like me or you or, or someone that you know watch is actually is really a baseball fan. That like you're thinking about how it changes the situation in the count. You're thinking about what the right. pitcher's thinking, what the hitter's thinking, what the next pitch is gonna be. Um, you know, what, what the goal of the hitter is, you know, other than obviously just getting a hit or getting on base. Uh, there's so many different things, you know, like where, you know, uh, where's the outfield going to, is the outfield going to try to throw the guy out at home? All these different things you're thinking about, but if you don't spend the time watching or playing baseball, you're not going to, you're not going to naturally think about that kind of stuff. And it's just, it just is like, Oh, literally nothing happened right there. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that's the difference between people, you know, people that actually kind of watch and understand baseball and people that don't, which is totally understandable because from the outside looking in, baseball looks like a boring ass sport to watch if if you're not picking up on that kind of stuff. Right. So yeah, give me give me give me back my Sonics. Yeah. Bye bye Mariners. Sorry. I mean, you yeah. just wasted too I, many careers and too many hours of my life. I love you, ass. but I had a good deal it's, on the table and I had to take it. Bring back my Sonics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. I think that is probably a good place to wrap it up. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody who's listening. If you're, really if you're still listening it. now, I don't know why, but thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're just this is this is what we do like i mean yeah we just the, put a microphone in yeah, front of us yeah the, this is know. just i mean yesterday like we were having conversations like this yesterday and i was yeah. like damn we could be podcasting literally Shit, right we now. should have recorded that that was better than i this. just i should just carry around <laughs> microphones everywhere um no but but seriously i mean uh i'm hoping this sounds natural um somewhat i i feel like it is pretty natural just conversationally between us if you guys want us, if you guys have any suggestions, you know, sports, obviously everything is really dry right now. So we're going to, we're trying to come up with, you know, I guess a little bit more creative ideas, you know, things like the the bracket and our top 10 personal favorite players. Um, so if you guys have stuff you want us to talk about, I mean, literally anything, you know, it doesn't hurt to suggest it. Um, I mean, yeah, just thank you very much for listening. Obviously check out the book um, on Amazon soon, uh, lulu.com. It's on lulu.com right now. L-U-L-U. Available now. You can also get the the ebook on lulu.com or on uh, through your your Apple um, so as iBooks. Okay, it's yeah. Called. Um, um, and it'll soon be available on, on other places as well. For this podcast, yeah. uh, currently available on YouTube and Spotify. Hopefully, Apple Podcast soon. I, I still have to work out the logistics of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, don't be don't be afraid to subscribe or leave a like or a comment. Uh, we, we will take constructive, we will take criticism and we will take support. By the way, also thank you for everyone that did show us support. We yeah. received, a, we received a lot of support on the first so one. So fun to get up so many texts and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, we had, and, we had yeah. friends, you know, uh, Tyler and Taylor, shout out to you guys. They sent, they actually sent us, uh, their top 10 favorite players list. So, you know, if, uh, if you guys, you know, I mean, feel free to, uh, 
to give us your your thoughts on on the decisions we made based on the decades team. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's pretty much it. Thank yeah. you guys very much. Thank See you. Ya. See ya.